In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. So, hey guys, we're going to be doing something a little different for about the next uh, two months. Uh, for the next couple months, we're going to be answering some of your questions that you commonly ask us through our social media outlets. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From men in the arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Juniper Mountain Trading Post. This is my new favorite coffee, and of the three flavors that they are currently offering, my favorite is their Camp Cook. Camp Cook is their dark roast. It's strong and bold, but it doesn't have that burnt taste. A lot of dark roasts start to taste burnt. This is smooth. This is my favorite coffee. I enjoy uh, pouring this in my drip machine or in my coffee press and drinking it black. It is that good. Guys, when you go to junipermountaintradingpost.com and you're getting ready to check out in the box, enter arena and get 10% off your purchase. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, your guide and host of today's number one podcast on Spotify, guiding you to your best version in the stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to today's show. As you know, in 2023, our goal is to gather 365 hero stories in 365 days. A hero story is a testimony of transformation or a decisive act to grow. It's not uh, about you telling us how great we are. It's not about any of that. It's about you telling us your story and how God is using you to impact those who love you. And when we use your story, if you hit us up at info at menonarena.org, we'll send you some swag just to say thanks. Here's another hero story from John on Instagram. He said, I've learned so much about my marriage, myself, and what I really want. There's so much good advice you give, but my favorite one so far is that our most important relationship in the universe is with Jesus, and our most important here on earth is with our wife. I love that, he writes. I've been a Christian all my life, and I was once on fire for God. I slowly became lukewarm. My marriage has not been in the best shape for a while now, but I'm really seeking God's help, and I look forward to the day. This is so cool that I write to you again and tell you how awesome my marriage is. Thanks for your time and that you are a true blessing to me and a lot of other men out there. John, thank you so much for that great, great hero story. Men, for you, this is your ministry. God has called you to be the hero in your story. We are just the guides, nothing more. 
God has placed you in your story to be the hero. And so he's asked you to do it. So if you have questions that you would like answered, please ask us. We try to get to them all. So the question is, how do I find my spouse? For you single guys, this guy says he's been praying and waiting, praying and waiting. He thinks he's missed it. <laughs> so I would say, keep praying and waiting. I Tomorrow I celebrate my 31st anniversary. And I remember when I gave my life to Jesus, I was in some relationships that were not healthy. I broke those relationships off. And for three years straight, I prayed for my future wife. I prayed for the qualities I wanted in her. And I prayed for her for three years. And then when I met her, everything began to come together. And so I would say, pray for the qualities you want in your wife. In other words, make a list of the things you want. My list was pretty simple. I wanted a woman who loved the Lord with all of her heart. I wanted a woman who I thought was beautiful, and I wanted a woman who enjoyed the outdoors. So I had three things, and God brought those to me, and so that is awesome. And I would say just wait. Wait on the Lord. Be patient. And I would also say this. When you look at Scripture, it is not like Hollywood. There is not one person out there who's your soulmate, and you have to spend your whole life searching for your soulmate. And once you find your soulmate, it's like the recent Top Gun. You get in a P-51 Mustang and you fly off into the sunset with your soulmate and you live happily ever after. That is just not true. Your soulmate is the one that you choose. So I'm, I'm quoting movies right now. So Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, choose wisely. You know, so, so pray for the qualities you want in a spouse. Wait for those qualities you want in a spouse and then choose your spouse wisely. And I would say, hey man, how long have you really been waiting? I mean, really been waiting, like be patient. God will bring that person to you and then you choose her and she chooses you. When should a young person know they are ready for marriage? I would say wisdom would tell me that when you have committed to a life of sexual purity, until you find the person that you will choose to be married to. For some people, that could be 17, 18, 19 years old. For other people, that may be 35. If you are not willing to commit to sexual purity and to honor God in your marriage, then I don't think you're ready to get married. The best thing you can do now to prepare yourself for marriage is to live a life of sexual purity because anything that you do now, you're doing it against your spouse. And anything your spouse is doing now, she is doing it against you. So if you want your spouse to be pure when she enters the marriage, don't you think that you should be held to the same standard? And I think that when you are, as a Christian, ready to do that, then you are ready for marriage. I would also say that if you think that you can fall in love with a Christian woman and then move her into your house outside of marriage and live together before marriage, if you think that is okay, then I would say then you are not ready for a Christian marriage because that is not Christian marriage. That is not what God has called people to biblically. He's called us to biblical purity until we are married. So we have to reconcile that before we choose marriage. So she's asking, when does she know this guy that she's in love with or, or is considering to ha having a relationship with, when does she know if he's got enough potential to make a good husband? Because a lot of us are immature. Uh, women uh, mature 
at a faster rate than men, both uh, emotionally and spiritually. And so uh, a 25-year-old woman marrying a 25 or in a relationship with a 25-year-old man, that man is typically going to be further behind her in his maturation process. So the question is, how do you like, at what point do you know this guy's got what it takes, which kind of goes back to men and women. So men are conquerors, right? A man, you know, it's like Samson. He says, I saw a woman and she looks good to me. Go get her. You know, men, we tend to see it. We want it. We conquer it. Women, what I have experienced tend to see a man who has potential and they don't try to conquer it. They try to fix it. So they say, I see a man, he's got what I want if he would just allow me to fix him. So the question is, at what point uh, is there too much to fix and it's not worth it? Or where, where do I draw the line? And here's what I would say to you women listening to this podcast who are single women. Maybe you're on your sec, you're, you've been married before. Maybe you're a widow. Maybe you've never been married and you're a younger gal and you're looking for a potential husband. Here it is. One word. History. History. You want a man who has a history of following Jesus. You don't want a man who says he's a Christian. You want a man who has history. So you want to look back, and I would say this, you want a man who has a history of loving uh, his mother. <laughs> you know, what is, his, what is his history with his mother? What is his history with his little sisters? What is his history uh, with his reputation? What is his history of following Jesus? So ladies, do not make the mistake of marrying a man with no history. Yes, he's only 24. Yes, he's only 22. I do not care. What is his history? You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6.14, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So when you're looking at a guy and his spiritual life, does he have a history of following Jesus or is his history that of an unbeliever? You have to ask that question. Do not make the mistake of listening to his words. Listen to his history. That's all I got to say on that. Mic drop. The question is, how long should someone wait before they get married? My wife and I were married nine months after we started dating. And so the question is response to that. Did, do I think I got married too soon? So the answer is, is almost a two-part answer. So I think my wife and I would both say to you, yes, we definitely got married too soon. But we were reflecting back on the Bible verse where Paul said it is better to marry than to burn with passion. And so we struggled a lot. We never had intercourse before marriage, but we struggled a lot physically. And we wanted to just get married because we were leading down a bad path. We believe we got married too soon. And when I say soon, I'm not talking about chronological time. So we tend to, uh, in this day and age, measure uh, time chronologically. My wife and I, we're not ready to get married emotionally. Uh, we had some growing to do. We needed more wise counsel. We needed better premarital counseling. Our premarital counseling was a joke. Uh, it was from somebody who was not licensed. It was from somebody who was just kind of winging it. And I highly recommend somebody who has some kind of certificate in pre-marriage counseling. I am a certified prepare and rich uh, facilitator. So somebody who is working under an organization that is that is that has an expertise in that area. So my wife and I, if we were to do it over again, we would have extended our engagement probably six months to a year while we matured uh, spiritually 
and matured uh, emotionally. Uh, we were I was in full-time ministry at the time, so I'm talking about a full-time ministry guy saying, I, I wish I would have waited to mature emotionally more and had more wise counsel. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about chronological time. I'm talking about the emotional time, time to grow. So that that's where my answer would be, because I know couples who who've known each other forever. They went to high school together, they're high school sweethearts. They get, they get engaged, they get married very quick. And I think that's fine because they've got a lot of water under the bridge and they've got a lot of counsel under the bridge, but it's critical to have a lot of counsel under the bridge, to have a lot of your baggage dealt with. Uh, we had not dealt with our uh, baggage from other relationships. And so I think that's a, a critical component. Uh, our parents were not in a situation to help us a lot financially. There was some um, business failures in the family, and it it, it just it, we 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 did not have the resources that I wish we would have had. So there's a lot of things. And when I say that, you know, our, our vacation was in a 30 year old camper camper, and we had a camping honeymoon. It was horrible. So I wish we would have waited for the resources to come in. Um, so that's what I mean by time, it, not chronological time, just emotional time, resource time, just uh, enough time to gather those things to make your uh, ex your wedding experience memorable and then to make your marriage experience profitable. If you need any more uh, advice or if you have any more questions, please hit me up. We're pretty good at responding rapidly to your questions. Uh, and if this episode helped you today, guys, do me a favor, man, click this link, copy it and send it to somebody you love. Till next time, feel the wet sound on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty, grind it out, and be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.